JD. Good morning, Jim. How's it going? Good. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Did you have a good weekend? I did. Yeah. So we, we talked about something really, really cool, and we're going to keep talking about it today. Yeah. So we're uh, in our churches. We're in a series where we're looking at um, Christianity 101, um, or Christianity for Dummies, as uh, we call it. <laughs> no, I don't know. Do you call it that? Uh, I Well, I keep saying Church 101, Christianity 101. It's pretty much just like the basic building yeah. blocks. I really think our bumper video encapsulates it. Like we're going back to school, basic yeah. building blocks. Right. And so everything that we're going to talk about is going to keep laying the foundation of our faith. Yeah, yeah but we got in some questions that, that are, they don't tie into what we did on Sunday, but they, they uh, in, inform, you know, the basics of the faith. And so we're going to look at a few questions today that, that were submitted. So Yeah. Uh, one of those questions is who is God? Who is so who God? is who is God? <laughs> That's a big question, right? It is a big question. Yeah, who is God? I mean, is it you know uh, where did God come from? Um, well, when when you ask who is a person, so for example, if I said who is uh, Jim, yeah, what do you think someone would say, or what would you say, or or one of your friends, if you said who is this person, what do we use to describe people? Well, you you. you what do you know about mm. that person, you know, and, and how have you interacted with that person? And, you know, do they seem to be honest. Do they seem to be a person of integrity? Uh, are they a jerk? <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, yeah. it's all of that stuff. And so I think that question, who is God, uh, man, that, that's a, that's a huge question. Uh, we know some things from scripture about who God is, um, the nature of God. In fact, Paul in, in Romans tells us that, um, everything we need to know about God is is like laid out in nature mm. for us to see uh, his divine, you know, his order and his character. All of those things are, are laid out. Uh, but but who, you know, can you know this God? I mean, maybe that's another one of the questions that I don't want to yeah. jump too far. Ahead. Well, and I think I think that that's a, a, a lot of people claim to know God or yeah. to know God fully and. I, I would just pump the brakes. I mean, I don't think we can fully know God because right. everything that JD knows is limited into this tiny little <laughs> yeah, head right, skull right, right here. Sure. Uh, whereas the God of the universe, it was really cool. Um, about four weeks ago, we watched this video, one of these little clips on YouTube um, of them zooming out from the earth. Have you ever seen that video where it sort of zooms out of the earth and then it shows, you know, Jupiter and then it shows the sun, then yeah. a bigger sun, then... The, the galaxy anyways it's like this two minute video but it really puts into perspective that the universe is massive and right. so this god that created everything and is sustaining everything uh we cannot know who god is fully uh because he is so much bigger you yeah. know than we are and so we can't quite literally can't comprehend that um one of the ways that helped me really understand this question who is god because like you said it's all about characteristics uh Pulling from the Reformed tradition, there's two ways that we can know about God, general revelation and special revelation. So general revelation is what you talked about. What Paul is saying is that um, we can know God through nature. I think it's in Romans 1 or Romans 2, yeah. um, how it's, you know, it set in our hearts. We, uh, you know, going for a nice long walk in nature, we can sense God's presence. We can ascertain certain characteristics of God. And so that's general revelation. And then special revelation is what we read in the Bible. Yeah. You know, what we understand uh, from Jesus um, that's not necessarily ascertained through nature, but through uh, this gospel that's passed down from us. And so uh, it's sort of like picking these tiny things. Hey, I know this about God or this, or I think I know this, um, that we try to pull 
from all these sources to put together this picture of who God is. What are some of the main characteristics of God? You know, if, if someone says, who is God? You've experienced God, you know, for a long yeah. time. What, what would you say some of the characters? Is he angry? Is he kind? Is he loving? Is he hateful? Yeah. I mean, that, that's, again, massive question. <laughs> you know, I almost want to back up first. And before we yeah. get to that, I almost want to. Uh, so on Sunday uh, at Blue Mountain, I talked about, you know, from the book of John, it starts and says, the word was with God and the word was God. Mm-hmm. You know, in the beginning was the word and the word word is logos. Mm-hmm. And and logos, basically, uh, I define it as the defined ruling principle of the universe. So mm-hmm. so the word word, a lot of times in Christianity, when when we talk about the word, we're talking about the Bible. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this is not the Bible, when we say the word, mm-hmm. we're talking about the logos, um, the logos, which is the divine ruling principle of the universe. So the one who took out of chaos and created order. Mm-hmm. And so we were uh, on vacation this summer and we were in the um, Olympic National Park and we were up on Hurricane Ridge and they had these these telescopes out and we're looking at, you know, Here's our universe, and here's you know things. Here's Saturn, and then if if you look over here, you can see this other universe that is um, you know so many millions of light years away, and and it's billions of stars, and it's just as big as the Milky Way. And then it's hard to imagine that there's billions of universes exactly like you know. Hmm. And so as you just kind of start to wrap your mind around that as as much as you can, just from what you're seeing, um, yeah, God, uh, how can how can I how can I understand uh, or, or describe a God who could create order out of chaos? I mean, yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know where to it, start. And it that. almost feels un, it, it almost feels like we don't deserve to even describe God. Like it's almost like we're treading on holy ground, trying to describe the indescribable, yeah. right? Um, there's almost a sense of awe when truly experiencing God. Uh, I think uh, what, what I've experienced in my life, I, I think God is very, very confusing. Yeah. Um, and the only way that I really know how to know certain things about God is just looking at Jesus. Yeah, right. Um, right, because Jesus said, if you have seen me, you've seen the Father. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, God is really complicated. But we, if we know Jesus, then there's there's a, something we can grasp onto, something mm-hmm. we can understand. Yeah, and it's frustrating because Jesus doesn't live here and now, you know. But yeah. again, we can pour through the scriptures. I also... Uh, believe and not just believe, but I've experienced it. We can also experience Jesus today in a relationship with him today. Sure. Um, and that can help us at least on this pursuit. So saying who is God, anyone who comes to you with an exact answer um, is full of it. Who is God is something <laughs> we're learning our whole lives, right? So yeah. we might be able to say certain things about God, but at least I know that's something that I'm learning as I'm trying to chase after Jesus and learn more about him, you yeah. know, because that's the char- that's who God is. Jesus is God. And so we're trying to know who Jesus yeah. is more. And even though, yeah, well, you know, Jesus is all laid out in scripture. No, Jesus is a, he's a, in essence, he is a person and a God. And so in God, so we're learning just like a relationship. Like I'm learning new things about my wife every single day, just like any true relationship. Um, knowing who God is, it takes yeah. a long period of time. And and we catch, you know, uh, if you put all of scripture together, we have just the tiniest uh, bit of information yeah. that, about God, although it's everything we need to believe. I mean, we we have everything we really need to know about God in the Scripture or in in our experiences in life. But but yeah, to say who is God, um, man, 
um, I used to have a roommate who uh, we would kind of torment him because we would, I shouldn't tell you this. Uh, we would torment him and we'd say, um, <clears throat> where did God come from? And that would just, I mean, yeah, he would just set him into a spiral. <laughs> and, yeah. Because it doesn't make logical sense. Yeah. Um, but so. Who is God? Who is God? One thing, at least that I'm convinced of, I think God is loving. Yeah. I've experienced that in my life, as well as God is a God of grace. And just. And just. He's yeah. just and strong yeah. and powerful. Yeah. And, and I think you've already touched on it. I mean, you've already said it. it, it knowing Jesus is um, the thing we need to know about God to understand his nature. Mm. Uh, because we can, we can really uh, insert our impression of what God might be like um, but, but as we see Jesus and, and the way he carried himself and his interactions, uh, then we, we understand more about God than, than we ever did before. Yeah. So. And most people that I know that have a negative view of God, uh, have been hurt, whether it's by the church or by family members that they look up to, yeah. they've been hurt by those relationships in the past. And so it really speaks to how we get to know God is through a relationship with him. And oftentimes our view and perception of God can be damaged because our relationship with someone else, you know, is damaged. And so a lot of times we put that on to God um, and we blame him or we think that God. So one of the questions is, is why does God seem angry? Uh, and there's a lot of uh, several stories that, that break my heart. People who think God's an angry God, but yeah. it's because they experienced people who are judgmental in the church who are very angry at them and not showing the grace and the mercy of Jesus. Uh, but what they do then is they say, well, these people are following God. They're Christians and they're treating this way. So then mm. God must be this way. Or my family members who are Christians or believers and, you know, they treat me this way. So God must be this way. And yeah. so there's a lot of this baggage that's put on God. Uh, well, and a lot of evil has been done in the name of God, yeah. right? Um, a lot of violence, a lot of oppression, just a lot of uh, suffering. Mm -hmm. And I did this because God told me. Or, or um, Yeah, do you think God is an angry God? No, no. Uh, I don't think, I think God, <laughs> I think God expects us. Okay, so <laughs> I think we don't understand what humans are. Whoa, where did that come from? I think if we understood what humans are, we probably would understand more what God is. Hmm. And because we struggle to understand what we are, um, I think we can't even get close to understanding what God is. And so do I think God's angry? No, I, I don't. But um, I think God has every right to be angry, but hmm. I don't see life playing out that way. But we live... Um, with a lot of pain and a lot of suffering mm -hmm. and we attribute a lot of our of our suffering to god um, a lot of the pain especially when somebody says well you know god's doing this to me or and in fact if i'm suffering a lot of times i might say well god why did you allow this to happen or yeah. god why are you doing this and i attribute my suffering to god god must be angry at me because look i'm going through this really hard hmm. thing or i've lost family or i've you know whatever um but i but I think that's not always the case. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I think sometimes our suffering is part of the living on a, on a fallen world, you know, and uh, under a curse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's, I think Jesus really helped clear that up for us. 
Um, what I go back to is the parable of the prodigal son. So I struggle with that, thinking God's angry at me, disappointed yeah. in me. Uh, but in the parable of the prodigal son, um, there's this father who has this big inheritance, and the son is like, I wish you were dead. Give me my inheritance. I'm going to go out, and I'm going to party. And that's what he does. Yeah. Uh, in his life, he ends up spending all his money, and his life is just in the gutter, and he's just completely biffed it. Uh, and then when he comes back, the father is waiting for him and throws right. him this massive party. And so that the God is not angry. He is waiting for us with open arms. He's probably like, Hey, I, I told you like, yeah. you're, you're just missing out, you know, on this rich life that I have prepared for you. But, um, it's not, there's not an angry God waiting for us. You yeah. know, like if you, I, I think people are afraid of turning towards God cause they're afraid it's going to be an angry face looking back, but it, it's quite the opposite. It's a face that's begging you to come towards yeah. him, full of love and full of grace. So there was a sermon preached, you know, like a hundred and some years ago called sinners in the hands of an angry God. Oh, yeah. And, and that, you know, this remember, remind, well, yeah, it's, so it's Jonathan Edwards, yeah. and this is this is in public. This like I learned about this in public school. So this is actually the image of God that a lot that everyone, at least I, yeah. from a certain time period in the United States, got taught. But anyways, go on. Yeah. So it, this idea impactful. that one sermon, you know, in in what today would be a fairly small church, <laughs> yeah. but but it got distributed and it became like our impression of this God, and and it was kind of a scare tactic to cause mm. people to fear for their souls and. For good or for bad, I, you know, there's, because I think there is some of that's fair in the, in that, um, you know, if we're not in a right relationship with God, then, you know, our, our souls uh, stand in danger in many ways. But at the same time, you know, this is the God who's ready to crush you as soon as you step out of line. Uh, and somehow that became our impression of, of who God is as a culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when we see um, the wrath of God... Uh, in scripture most of the time we see the wrath of god and that is um, god seems to withdraw his presence or not his presence but um his discernible presence hmm. from from people so in romans you you mentioned romans uh, we talked about romans a second ago that that god's wrath was poured out against these people and he gave them over to a depraved mind and he gave them you know and and they forgot what they knew about god they forgot the knowledge of god and and basically uh, the wrath of God looks like God saying, okay, if, if this is what you want, if you want to go on without mm. me and, and be without me, I'll pull back and allow you to go in the direction you want to go. So it's not that God's wrath is throwing lightning bolts and, yeah. and cursing us with disease and plagues. Um, it's more that God says, okay, if that's what you want, have, at uh, it. Ha- have it, but but I'm here like the prodigal son. I'm yeah. here, and if you turn to me... Um, I'll welcome you back, but, but we lose memory of God. And, uh, well, what you said, I, I want to rewind back just five minutes. You said that we need to know who we are yeah. too. And I think that I, I totally agree with how you're laying this out, that God's wrath is him withdrawing because if we are all on our, all by ourselves without God, what does that show you about who we are? It shows the deep sin and how terrible of people we are on the inside. You know, if God's wrath truly is letting us go about our own way, and then it always ends in this tragedy where we're messing stuff up, where we're you yeah. know, killing each other in this violence and these depraved mindsets, um, then that shows that it, it's not God that's the problem. It's always been us, you yeah. know, that's the problem. Uh, and that's a really countercultural statement that yeah. we are broken on the inside 
and we are bad people deep down. Like that's countercultural. Culture doesn't tell us that now. Culture tells yeah. us you're beautiful. You know, you have your truth. You know, you're full of goodness. You can do whatever you want. Uh, but no, who are we? Yeah. No, we are broken, sinful, bad people. Yeah. You know, if, if I could oversimplify it, I think um, that the life that we have on earth is, is kind of learning how to be human. Uh, you know, and, and Jesus told us that loving the Lord, your God with all your heart, mind, soul, mm -hmm. and strength and loving your neighbor as yourself. These are the two greatest commandments. Mm -hmm. um, if we could, if we could learn to love God with everything in us, and if we could learn to love our neighbor as ourself, um, that's what it is to be human at the, at the, the, you know, the lowest yeah. common denominator, um, is we love, uh, God and, and people and, uh, but that's a that's a high bar in our culture yeah. and in our world. But but for God, that's that's human. You know, that's the bottom. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So so then there was another question. Um, am I really made in the image of God? What do you think about that question? I think everyone is made in the image of God. And it's sort of hard to reconcile these two that one, we are broken, sinful fallen people yeah um not just sins lowercase that we do sins but we suffer from sin that we are sinful um that we are poisoned and sick but at the same time we also are made in the image of god and so it's it's hard to hold those two in balance but i think that we have to um because again i think that that's what jesus shows us so this might be an easy one to write off no i'm not made in the image of god you know I'm aware of my sin. I'm aware of how broken I am. I'm not made in the image of God. But what Jesus shows us is, no, you are made in the image of God. Jesus showed that in word. Uh, but I, what I always like to do is let's look at deed. What did Jesus do? You know, because there's a lot of wise religions with well, wise religions with leaders that say stuff. But what did Jesus do? Jesus spoke to the lowest. He, he hung out with the lowest in society, those who felt like they weren't made in God's image, yeah. those who weren't even allowed into the temple to worship God because they were so... Uh, cast out and that's the lepers the prostitutes the tax collectors these are the people that jesus hung out with uh and i think that that just says everything you know the fact that church people got mad at jesus because he was hanging out uh and treating these people like they were made in the image of god at least to me that that you know says everything yeah okay that's that's good yeah so i mean you know genesis opens up and and god makes humanity mm -hmm. and he makes and he says let us make man in our image or humanity in our image mm -hmm. um and so you know the story the the uh right from the very start is that yes uh humans are made in the image of god and and i think humans are different than any other thing we yeah. know of in in creation um you know in terms of the animal kingdom we're different yeah. you know we we there's some things about us that's just i mean we might share dna with I don't know, whatever, monkeys, chimpanzees, orangutan, whatever, but but we're different in that um our essence is uh is just totally, you know, monkeys probably as I've never been able to ask one, but they probably don't <laughs> sit around and think about, you know, the future and they don't yeah. think about, you know, um leaving a legacy or or kindness and com I don't know what they think about. Yeah, but um, there, there's something about us. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's God's breath into us. You yeah. know, that's how he, you know, made Adam, made Eve. It's it's God's breath. And as long as long as we have breath, we're made, you know, in God's image. Yeah, but um, 
but Satan wants to remake us in his image hmm. too. Uh, and so, <laughs> you know, we have, have a choice. Do I lean into Jesus and, and try to allow God to, uh, you know, Jesus as an example, not just Jesus as a savior, but Jesus hmm. as an example of this is what a human life looks like. Hmm. Do I allow God to make me in the image of his son or do I allow life and, and the world and, and everything else to make me in the image of something lesser, uh, Satan or, or anything really. Yeah. Um, and, and so we're either becoming in, in a sense more human, which is made in the image of God or less human in my mind. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And I, I think I, that's the cool part about Jesus is that he shows us who God is, but he also shows us what it means to be human, you know, yeah. what it means to be, uh, this is what God, you know, designed for humanity to look like for us to look like is Jesus right here. Uh, and that's why, I mean, it doesn't make necessarily logical sense, but it's just the coolest thing ever is that, yeah. you know, for, for looking at who is God and who are we supposed to be, what are humans supposed to be? Uh, that's why we're chasing after Jesus, yeah. you know, every day, just trying to get to know him more and more yeah. because that's how we answer these questions. And right. I don't see any other way as to how we're going to answer these besides trying to continue to develop that relationship and ask. Have you ever known somebody or seen somebody uh, that there was almost no, <laughs> no image of God left in, um, you know, they, they almost had, had fallen away so far that, that there's almost, uh, there's almost nothing good left in them. I mean, yeah. So I think everyone still has that tiny piece. Um, but like you were saying earlier, what it means to be human is those two rules, you know, to love God and to love your neighbor as yourself. Right. Um, and you can, the, there's people that have just completely rejected those two notions who, um, completely and entirely reject God in the sanctity of his image in everyone. And then they only live life for themselves, you know, so they're not living, loving others as they love themselves or loving themselves as they love themselves. Uh, and so, yeah, I think you could, I don't know if sense is the right word, but there's mm -hmm. definitely are those people. Um, we see them in history. Uh, we might meet them today where, yeah, you can tell, Hey, something's just not, I don't know. What would you yeah. say? Have you met? I think I have, but you know, I, I, uh, I think of like, um, I'm trying to remember, was it, uh, there was a, a mass killer. It was a Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, I can't remember which one it was. Then, Just one of the mass murderers. Yeah. And then he okay. was in prison and he started to reflect on, on, you know, the killing that he had done mm -hmm. and you know, that, that he was evil at his core. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think it was Jeffrey Dahmer, but anyway, um, you know, it, I think we we can allow ourselves to to withdraw into evil evil hmm. places and uh, and yet um, in moments of honesty, which we we all have, in those moments of greatest honesty, he understood that where he was and and where he had gone was evil, and so <laughs> God can even catch us in those moments of honesty and and uh, help us to come to terms with with where we are and, and even that he still loves us and, and wants to draw us back out of that. Yeah. So I think that that spark is, is still there, but man, there are times when it looks like it's almost gone out in somebody. Yeah. So there's a, there's a quote, I think it's Corey Timmon that says there's no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper. Yeah. Some of us dig really deep pits, yeah. <laughs> but thankfully God's, you know, thankfully yeah. God's love is deeper. So, um, Monday matters. Who is God? 
Say someone wants to know more about this God. Say someone wants to, yeah, we talk about following Jesus, learning about Jesus. How, how do you do that? How do you find out like practical basics? If I want to know more about who God is, what do I do? Great question. Great question. I think, um, you know, I think in a, in, in a church setting, you know, we talk about God. We teach about God. We uh, seek to follow God. Um, in, in a church setting that, um, you know, where, where we're, it's hard to follow a God you can't see. It's hard to follow a God you can't, you know, you can't hear audibly and, and, and that type of thing. But, but we do see God's activity in people's lives around us. We see the scriptures. We see him at work uh, as, you know, we see his fingerprints all, all around us. And so, um you know, I think being a part of a uh, healthy church community is mm-hmm. really critical to to finding and following God. Um, and then you can be around people who've been following him for longer, you know, people who might be here on their walk with God and I'm here, you know, at step one. And so then they can help yeah. feed little tidbits. Um, and I, I really like that you're saying that because a lot of times we want to just be self-sufficient. But I know yeah. at least in my life, I don't see God working at all. And then I talk to someone who's a lot older and wiser than I am. They say, dude, God worked here. God's imprint is on this scenario and you don't realize this. And it's like, wow, you know, stuff that I might not see how God's working in my life, but other wise people are able to point that out. Um, And that's how it's been since the beginning. We've always been meant to pursue God together. It's never meant to be. Now we can pursue him alone. And if that's our circumstance, but it's always meant to be right in this community. And even if you are alone, you're not because we're pursuing them together in spirit. So I think that, um, especially today in our culture, um, you know, it used to be somebody would give a message and you get saved and then you start following God. Uh, I think today it works a little different for the Mm -hmm. most part. I think people, um, people kind of belong before they believe Hmm. and they start to, you know, gather around other people and, and, and then, you know, I'm around you and you seem to have this thing with, you know, you seem to know God. And so I start mm-hmm. to talk to you and we start to, you know, you start to explain. And next thing you know, uh, it's, it's I caught it, <laughs> you yeah. know, and, and I started somewhere along the line to believe, too. And and then I, I realized I've crossed this line into faith. Mm-hmm. And so I think you're right that it's um, it's a communal thing. And, and it's really important that we walk together with other Christ followers or um it's just it's just much harder to even try to do it alone. I don't know, you know, you mentioned that you can follow God alone, and yeah, I mean, if if you're in prison or, or something yeah. like that, mm-hmm. but um, but even in prison here, like here in Walla Walla, um, there's Christ followers there who yeah. you can gather around, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. So I, I mean, that's that's the pitch, Blue Mountain Community Church. 10 a.m. on Sundays, right? Skyrocket Church, 10 a.m. on Sundays. We follow God together. And then online, joining us online yeah. in our online community. That's following God together. So there's, there's yeah, a lot of Yeah, I mean, that's the pitch, but that's not what I was intending. I mean, oh, yeah, not, not, not a pitch. But what I'm saying is, hey, these are very specific avenues. Like yeah. this, is a, this is stuff, if we want to follow God, these are things we can do this week, you right. know, and take yeah. it from the abstract. There's a, a lot of other churches. You type in churches in Walla Walla. It doesn't have to be ours. There's a lot of groups of Christ followers that are meeting together. Yeah. Um, and it's something that, you know, we can do right now. I know at lazy times in my life, 
um, COVID was rough, right? Yeah, and so sure. COVID hit. Um, I was in seminary at the time, and I used it as an excuse to not get together with Christ followers, not even online. So the thing was is it wasn't even a, mm. you know, because um, no matter where you are at on the spectrum, it doesn't matter. You can still be in community with people online. This right. is a new digital way of us connecting with people. But I used it as an excuse for Megan and I to, oh, we're going to, you know, watch a random sermon here and a random sermon there from all these different churches. Uh, and I'm going to learn theologically, but there's no accountability. There's no community. You know, there's nothing like that. Yeah. And I know our spiritual life suffered because of that. Uh, I, I don't know. The, at least for us, the proof was in the pudding of trying to follow Jesus alone was so much harder, you know, than yeah. it was in an actual authentic community, whether that's digital uh, or in person. So anyway, digitally, you know, we're trying to figure out what it looks like to be in community digitally because it's mm. really easy to still be isolated. Well, uh, here's two things. It's really easy to be isolated digitally. And, you know, you can watch, you know, any any church service anywhere yeah. in the world um, if you want and not be connected to anybody else. Hmm. Um, but at the same time, you can go to church and sit in the back pew and slide out and really not connect with it's anybody else. It's the same else. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So it's easy to um, go and uh, with a feed me and then go off in our own isolated uh, world. It's it's uh, another thing, though, to uh, connect with other people and uh, and be discipled and disciple them and, you know, kind of walk through life together uh, because the faith is as much caught as it is taught. So if you're just trying to be taught the faith, um, a lot of times you're not practicing it because it's all head knowledge. But when when you caught the faith from other people, it's just easier to practice it. Yeah, because you, you see it in action as an example yeah, for you to follow. Them. Yeah, you yeah. see it in action. And not only that, um, you're drawn to it. I hmm. mean, you just you just want to reproduce. You saw that person do it, and yeah, you want to do it too. <laughs> yeah. Where do you see God? So, yeah, we're constantly learning more and more about God. We don't have it figured out. Yeah. We're seeing we're seeing stuff all the time that helps us learn more. Where where have you seen him recently? What's one way? You know, I sense I, I tend to see God. Um, maybe feel God more. Maybe, maybe it's mm. where, where do I feel God more? I tend to feel God like when I'm out in nature, mm. um, when I'm away and from the noise and the confusion and um, just draw away by myself and allow my thoughts to um, be less distracted. Mm. Um, that's when I see and feel God more. Um, but I do also see, I see God at work in in the lives of people around me. Um, I have an epiphany as I read, read the Bible. I'm like, wow, you know, right. This is, you know, so there's all kinds of little glimpses. And, and I think mm -hmm. that's what we do is we catch glimpses of God. I don't know. What, what about you? Where do you see God? So I want to say I experienced God the exact same way. There's a lot of people that ex claim to experience God very regularly and receive messages. And God told me this, God told me that every day. I don't. Sometimes there's deserts of months. Yeah. Um, other times, it's quite frequent, but it's always seems to be whispers or pokes or prods uh, recently. So it. So wait, wait yeah. let, let's let me let me go with that a little bit. So uh, if you see God or, or you hear God poking and prodding mm -hmm. you, what does that feel like? Yeah. So it, it depends on the experience. And again, that's why it's good to be in community with other people yeah. and share those experiences and ask. So, for example, one 
one of the tiny pokes or prods that I felt, um, this is two, three years ago and, and it's really tangible. So it's an easy one to share. I was having a really rough time and I was really discouraged spiritually. Okay. Uh, so I'm sitting on this bench and it's late at night and I'm just breaking down. Yeah. Random guy walks by, he comes, sits by me, <laughs> puts his hand on my shoulder. I'm, I'm not even kidding. This is a kid that I knew, uh, but I didn't know him too well. Yeah. Um, and he just says, Hey, can I pray for you? Wow. Can I be with you? And then he got up and left and it was, it was tiny, but it really touched me because it's like, I needed that in that moment. Like I needed that yeah. and God knew that I needed that. Um, and so there have been times where people have come and tried to pray for me before too, Yeah, where I, it's a rough time. And I haven't felt like that presence or whatever. It's hard to explain it. It's just a, it's just an it, you yeah. know? And yeah. that's where I was like, boom, that's a poke. That's a prod. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of like love. Um, you can't really describe it, but when you know, you know, yeah. Okay. When you know, you know, um, recently I've really gotten to know God more through other people. And so it's, it's been fascinating. I've uh, learned so much It's skyrocket. It's been beautiful to witness. A lot of people have made the decision to follow God for the first time or very new at following Jesus. Um, and I have found myself learning more from them than they're learning from me, um, from their faith. And it's just, it's, I don't know. It's been amazing to see, um, their faith and I've learned so much. (laughs) And so that's where I've sort of sensed God is it's sort of been this renewal of spirit, you know, being in ministry, studying the Bible, a lot of times it can get wearisome just being quite frank and quite honest with all of you can get wearisome and boring. Um, but to see, these people experience Jesus and to begin to follow them. I have learned so much from their attitude, their approach, um, and even just their daily walk and their daily yeah. practice. And so that's one way that I've really sensed God's presence and um, seen God, if that makes sense, recently. Totally, totally. And I appreciate you sharing it and the vulnerability there. I saw emotion in, in that, <laughs> and, and it's great. It, you it, can't see it. There was emotion. Uh, well, there was, yeah. Um, and... And that's incredible. Do you ever find sometimes that, um, okay, so, you know, the whole footprints in the sand poem oh, yeah. that, that's really that's famous. Uh, do you ever find that as you look back on a situation, you're like, oh, wait a second, mm-hmm. maybe God was there and oh, wait, maybe he was there too. And you kind of sense that um, in the moment you might not have seen what God was up mm-hmm. to, but as you look back on it. Okay. Yeah. So I'll give I'll give you an example. Megan and I did not want to move to Walla Walla. We were looking at jobs in Spokane and Tri Cities. Yeah. Applying to a bunch of stuff, Um, and we were so discouraged because I kept having interviews, and they weren't working out. Rejection, 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 rejection. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like a complete failure. I was really discouraged. Um, And then we're like, okay, we'll stop fighting it. We'll go to Walla Walla. I remember reaching out to you. Um, Looking back now. God was there yeah, (laughs) and God was moving and God was so present. Uh, But in the moment, it did not feel like that at all. And so yes, 100% there's times where we'll look back in life and be like, it's so obvious that God was there and that he was present and moving. But in the moment, it doesn't always feel like that. Absolutely. What about you? Oh yeah. I mean, I I think, you know, that's the theme of my life, (laughs) you know, um, a big a big thing for us was you know we felt like god was calling us this was years ago now uh calling us to plant a church in in the kansas city area and, and it was uh sacred journey was its name and and it, it was a new design and it was a new model and 
we experienced all kinds of resistance and it, it didn't fly. I mean, it just, uh, it just didn't work, uh, for a lot of reasons, 50% of those reasons being me, <laughs> you know, uh, but the other 50 being some other things too. But, um, but in the end, you know, I look back on that and I think even God was even in that, what I consider a failure, hmm. but it wasn't a failure. It was, mm -hmm. it was an experience that, uh, was shaping and, and that kind of thing. But even as I look back at that, yeah, God was, was even in that, um, though I couldn't feel it at the time. And yeah, and, and that's, it, it seems funny that both of the stories were shared. We both felt like failures, yeah. experienced rejection. Yeah. Um, and that's the God that we worship, a God who redeems broken circumstances, and yeah. failures and rejection, and he redeems them and uses them for his glory. And that's just awesome. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it is awesome. So I'm thinking about, um, you know, the church in Prescott uh, that was before mm -hmm. Skyrocket and how, you know, it, it eventually just kind of uh, the leadership there felt like, yeah, we're, we're actually not accomplishing our mission. Now let's go ahead and, and pull the plug. So that church sat empty for two and a half, three years. Um, and then Skyrocket comes in and suddenly there's new life and there's new excitement and and the, the entire town uh is hungry for a church in a mm -hmm. sense where where they'd kind of forgotten that they needed something mm -hmm. like that and uh and even even in the closing of the one there was birth of another and and god was in it all yeah. all the way yeah it's amazing so yeah, yeah. god's everywhere we just might not see him until one week one month one year down the road yeah. and so stick with it. But as soon as somebody comes up to me and says, well, God told me to tell yep. you, <laughs> like, I'm like, Whoa, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. And, and, and it's not that God never speaks to somebody that way. It's yeah. just, I am, as soon as somebody says that I get suspicious as to, okay, what's coming next? Yeah. Because well, it's cause it's not the God that I know. It's yeah. not the, the, the way. It's, so maybe it's true. Yeah. But that's yeah. not the God that I know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I've never had a burning bush experience. I'm not. So. I've begged for one, but I've never had one. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Anyways. All um, right. Well, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, anything else? I don't think so. Uh, this is exciting stuff, you know, figuring out who God is, and it's a lifelong journey. So it's been fun just talking a short one hour about it, but it's yeah. something to talk about the rest of our lives. So Absolutely. And who knows what the – if you want to send in questions, uh, just – can you put them in the comments on the on the YouTube video? Okay. Send in some questions, and we'll try to get to those too, um, because we uh, we're, we've been enjoying whatever the oh, questions yeah. are that are coming in. No, it's been, it's been an absolute blast talking about why this matters. You know why Monday matters. So absolutely, great. all right. Yeah. Yep. See you next Monday. Mm -hmm.